0: Hello and welcome to Sweetness and Ponies podcast with me Fran
1: and me Anna where we young ones talk about life its happenings and try to spread the joy with our friends um, with many different interests listen to lighten your heart and spread some cheer
0: introductions but <laughs> hey, <everybody. laughs> uh this is day 7950 of lockdown mm-hmm. um, and this week we are here with Georgia Garen yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, we knew each other from sixth form um, yeah so before we get fully into it we're gonna do an uplifting update came up with that phrase today <laughs> literally about 10 minutes ago and we've
1: decided it's going trending i'm not
0: joking <laughs> <laughs> uplifting update so uh anna do you want to start with your your update oh okay
1: i haven't actually thought of my uplifting update but having come up with the whole concept but um let me just have a little bit brief... mm, let, let me think of my uplifting update So my uplifting update is um, that i was listening to a soundcloud the other day and it totally uplifted me because it just made the whole the whole kind of point of it was like be excellent and excellent things will happen to you and it just made me like it's stuff we all know don't like we know this stuff it's like okay yeah be excellent yeah, yeah yeah, and then good things will happen to you but it just like really drove it home like if you have big like aspirations in life and big things which you want to do which I do I'm, I'm a massive dreamer I'm a massive goal setter it's just I get off on it um <laughs> then, then you have to like be those people that you see and so like be excellent every time because you totally can like literally anyone totally can it's just a decision so that was my uplifting update made me feel like on top of the world basically so yeah
0: Yeah, i think it should be said that anna and i are uh, positivity junkies really we get off on that type of thing (laughs) georgia do you have your uplifting update
2: Oh, God, an uplifting update. Um, well, Weatherspoons, I don't think it's going to be true, but they said they might be opening in June, even though I don't think it's going to be very accurate, about that uplifted me a little bit.
0: Yeah, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. Um, what's my uplifting update? I'm a total nerd, and um, I've been listening to the Harry Potter books. Um, oh, my God, same, meet every single night. Yeah, like... Yeah. I just get so much I I'm, I'm like a pothead. I love them. I know like scenes off by heart from the films. I'm like that level of dedication to Harry Potter. So I've been listening to the au- audiobooks and it's been
2: I did a Harry Potter quiz at the pub I work at and I was very excited because I think me and my team we got something like 21 out of 25 or something questions right? I thought we'd nailed it. Turned out we came second last. So How not a bigger posse head as I thought, yeah. <laughs> and they were hard questions as well, like what's Aragog's wife's name? That's not a thing. What?
0: Thank uh, you. I I
2: it's never been mentioned. I don't know. Honestly, I, I have seen some... books so well. Yeah.
0: Aragog's yeah. wife does not exist. She's not featured.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh god! I literally I have some friends that are absolutely obsessed with. Um, harry potter and lord of the rings and they constantly do quizzes on it and every time i'm like right i'm out <laughs> i do not know the like the little postscript that you know i don't know dumbledore puts at the end of his letter <laughs> in the third but you know what i mean i'm like oh but yeah but like, i do love harry potter though don't want people to think i don't
0: yeah i was like a total like harry potter nerd when i was like a child like obsessed And, like, obviously Hermione was my favourite character at the time. And so, like, most of her lines from the first film I just have, like, up here, (laughs) memorised. Naturally. (laughs) Naturally, naturally. Okay. Um, So, Georgia, why don't you tell the podcast a little bit about you and what you've been doing? Lately. Oh,
2: okay. So I'm Georgia. I'm wanna study psychology at Sussex next year. Um, I'm absolute psychology nerd. I'm obsessed with um why people do things and what situations motivate and cause people to co- like do horrific acts and like why people do the things they do. Um I was meant to be going travelling all this year, so I was meant to be doing Australia, Vietnam. I did Thailand for a month, thank God, before this whole corona shit happened. Um during my days, I think I've been trying to motivate myself a little bit. I think in the first month of lockdown, I did absolutely fuck all. I got into a spiral of like despair. And I, was just, I watched um, Game of Thrones the whole entire thing I'd never watched it before but I thought it was the kind of perfect moment to get into that but then when they announced the second bit of lockdown I tried to get myself a bit more motivated and do more things so I started up Depop and I've been selling quite a lot of my clothes and that's kind of getting me to do stuff throughout the day and I've been doing um paint by numbers as well I got it off Amazon Oh, I and I that. like an absolute artist because I got two out of ten in my year nine art piece. So I'm not the most artistic person, but it's it's really nice to do. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah definitely. You know, so painting by numbers is just like so underrated.
2: It really is. I love it. But every single person I sent because I didn't say I was doing paint by numbers when I sent the final product, no one at all believed I could have ever painted something like that. And I was like, well, yeah, yeah. I didn't tell anyone it was paint by numbers. <laughs>
1: I mean, to be fair, paper numbers things look so good. It's like, why does it matter? Like, I look like Picasso, so
0: what's the problem? (laughs) Yeah, but also, like, they're they're like adult colouring books. Yeah. They're just fucking fun to do. (laughs) Um, Okay, cool. So, um, you said uh, you've been travelling. Do you have to, like, come home
2: early? I didn't actually, thank God, because I was travelling from January to a bit of February, so it was just a month travel in Thailand. It was just when corona was kind of kicking off. So when I got back, they told me if I had a cough or anything, I would have to isolate, but there was no um, lockdown or thought of lockdown at that point. Um, And then I think lockdown happened a week before I was meant to do interrailing for a month. And so it it caused a massive shit storm basically but some of my friends they um they couldn't go traveling at all because they'd like worked the whole year and then they were going to travel in March April or like for five months so they didn't get to go out at all so I'm just really lucky that I managed to travel a little bit and experience different cultures and like walks of life because that's what I always wanted to do and it was the whole thing driving me through sixth form and driving me through school was the thought of being able to travel and just meet so many other people and like experience everything and it kind of sucks that it was taken away but at least I can travel like in uni holidays and stuff like that.
0: Yeah.
2: So it's, yeah. yeah. It's
0: great that you like managed to do it earlier um, before this happened because I know lots of people are just not able to go places. I was going to travel in my second part of the gap year, but now I okay, not Where were you going to go? Uh, Europe. I was going to go do an in trip because I didn't do one post A-levels. So do you have, like, uh, like any very good
2: memories from your travelling? I'm
0: sure you do, but,
2: yeah. Ooh, very good memories. I think it was just... Oh, God, okay, this isn't a very good memory. It was kind of a shitty moment but um, we were in the club and I managed to luck out with one of the guys and I was just getting with him and then I was wondering why is it getting so sticky why is he slobbering all over my face and I was like okay, this is a bit grim but he's he's quite attractive I'm going to go there and it kept on happening and I was like okay, it's a bit too much I went over to my friends they're like Georgia what is that all over your face and it turned out I'd had a fat nosebleed all over me all over him and it was like a proper horror thing it was down my front and, oh my god <laughs> So it's not a great memory but it's, it's a funny one
1: that's actually hilarious oh my god that's so funny <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: but people must have been looking at you in the club like oh my god oh. and then I saw him afterwards and I'm like I'm really sorry like, I had a nosebleed he's like yeah I noticed and it's like well if you noticed why didn't you stop oh, yeah <laughs> that's a bit
1: weird <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't want to be sexist, but guys are weird like that, like, <laughs> literally, you could Probably literally wrong. be bleeding all over him and he's just like, yeah, alright. <laughs> <laughs> at least I'm
0: with a girl, that's fine. Yeah, literally, <laughs>
1: honestly. I'm actually, I'm actually interested, like, what kind of people did you meet? Because I'm also, I mean, I travel for my work, which I love. How did you find, like, just traveling and meeting people and, and stuff, like,
2: I- yeah absolutely I everyone was so much more friendly than they are back home so like because everyone's traveling there are a lot more western people than I thought there would be but so when we went to bars we went to clubs like to food markets there were so many people and people just come up and like talk to you and none, never in like a obtrusive or like a kind of scary way it was always just really friendly and you just have loads of chats with loads of different people and what I found was you know in London when you get kind of hagglers and they just come up and they just talk to you they had that but they didn't trying, they weren't forcing you to buy their product, they just wanted you to enjoy their culture, and if you ever were lost or they just wanted to show off like their most prided like temples and stuff, so they'd always like bring you to the temple, it was just really, really nice, and I think I just, I, it was really, it just made me really happy how much everyone was so friendly and just talked to you, and you could just meet so many different people, and you'd never feel intimidated, really. Well, what I found, like, because when you go around clubbing in London, I never really talk to anyone else. I just get a bit creeped out or weirded out. But there, it was just so normal, and there were so much less creepy pervy guys. If that makes it, it was just a lot better. I'd say
1: that's so nice. Oh my god, in London, I, literally, it's like you can't go to a club without being on high alert for all of your friends. Yeah. So better go to Thailand if you want to go clubbing. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so um are you looking forward to like anything in particular once like lockdown's lifted and things are i don't know if everything will go back to normal but if things are getting more normal
2: i think the most exciting thing is just going up and hugging my friends i know it sounds so small but I just miss the human contact and I miss being in the presence of my friends and I'm just I keep like going over my head like the first time I see them and just running up and like giving them a fat hug and I'm just so I think that's what I'm most excited for because there's nothing else like the clubbing the bars all of that I I miss it but it's it's nothing when like you don't have your friends with you and I just because I'm an only child as well I'm just missing the kind of young contact and I just because I don't think we'll go nearly back to normal I don't think bars will open for a long time but all I just want is to sit on the common and play some music and just chat I think that's all I need right now I think yeah
0: yeah do you do you think you're like extroverted and like need that kind of energy
2: I think so a little bit I think I definitely depend it's this whole lockdown has made me realize how much I depend on other people and not I'm happy by myself but I just feel so much happier if there are people with me or there's just my closest friend who can just always cheer me up and I think I need that human contact and like I've been making my mind sound so stupid but when I lie on the sofa I make it like stroke my head because I just miss that contact of just people I think I just really like, I feel a lot more comfortable I'm surrounded by people I love.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's natural. We're social <laughs> animals, you know what I mean? We need other people. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So for the, like, we don't, obviously don't know how long lockdown will be going on for. Um, <laughs> <which is> great. <laughs> uh, so do you have any, like like, plans or... Uh, just plans to do things in lockdown like are you going to be like creative or prepare for uni
2: I think I've been looking at quite a lot of uni stuff I think mainly like the decorating my room in uni I think that's something that's quite exciting I've been um compulsive buying a lot of things so I bought three, four, six plants <laughs> at three in the morning um and a lot of clothes I think I'm trying to do some like meditation and yoga and try and get more peaceful in my set. Because at the very, the first month, like when I was just, in like just watching tv all day I just did get quite down and I get kind of just I didn't have any motivation to do anything and all my friends are working out I really cannot drag myself to do any form of exercise even though I know it's probably healthy but I'm gonna try and go on more walks I think in oh because I've done this book challenge you might have seen it on Instagram whereas you get you send someone your favorite book, and then you receive people's books as well. So I've sent off my book, and I've received three books so far. So I think I'm gonna try read a lot more. And then I've got um, these podcasts that I really like. So I've been listening to them quite a lot. There's one called Serial, which I absolutely love. It's Oh, Actually, no, Criminal. That's I like Serial, and then I've got one called Criminal, and they just find really bizarre, just like crime, because I'm in, obsessed with like true crime and stuff like that. And so I just really. Um, it comes up with lots of different ones. So someone, I think, was murdered by an owl, and it's just random stuff like that. <laughs> so yeah.
1: oh my God, no! It's such a good time to like. I feel like get into all those things that maybe like you want to read, but there's always like other things to do. And then now we're like, oh no no! <laughs> now I really have yeah, to read my podcast. Yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah Anna, Anna and I always like talk about like, positivity and like being mindful and zen and how there's like a lot of time to be all those things now and like there's a lot of time to go oh we we talk as well like it goes both ways but like there's a lot of time to go in rather than constantly being uh influenced by the outside and things like that and so now's like a really good time just to be like mindful Do yoga or like meditate eat healthy like whatever
2: yeah I really like it I'm finding it a bit harder to kind of motivate myself to do it because I always find when I'm happy that I'm more likely to kind of look in and like kind of meditate and do all that but now I just whenever I do it it makes me feel so much happier and I've got headspace you might know that's the like meditation thing I use and I just It's really nice every time before bed because I have quite bad insomnia. If I do um, meditation before, I find it always works. and I'm just a bit calmer.
0: I think as well, like, I think a lot of people are realising it takes, um, I don't know, maybe this sounds ridiculous, but it takes, like, a lot of work to be properly okay and happy and all of your things. Um, But it's
1: a practice. That's why it's not like, it's not like boom because we do have those, like, stresses and there is negativity and if you just expect yourself to just <laughs> be kind of okay with it all the time it, it's not going to happen because we're affected by everything so you have to have like a a positive practice yeah, I'm, yeah. Happy, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna coin um, have to have positive practice
0: yeah but you do
1: because you know like of course there's loads of positive stuff in the world but there's also loads of negative stuff in the world so you need to like be able to yeah, just cultivate it in yourself, essentially.
2: I think I've found, especially this lockdown, because I've had so much more time with my thoughts, it's been a lot harder to deal with all the negative issues. But I found something that really helps is when I, I don't try and, like, stop being sad. I just try and accept it and, like, let it roll with me. And then I kind of, I find it easier to get out of it after if I just, I'm fine with it. And I don't think of it as a bad thing. I just accept it as part of me and then I just let it go, I guess.
0: Yeah, recognising you're in a funk is like the first step to getting over the funk. Definitely. Oh yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so what does the future look like?
2: Oh god, um, <laughs> I think the future looks pretty dire to be honest. I think we're going to go into a fat recession and the job situation is going to be very fucking hard and I think to do because I think you asked I, before when you said what kind of questions you might ask you mentioned the environment mm-hmm. and I think I am very fucking worried about the environment because even though it may have changed some people's mindsets on how much we affect the environment and how much like when you see in um, Venice and all the canals are like really beautiful now but if we're going into this mad recession then no company is going to put environmental needs in front of making more profit which they desperately need right now and so I think it's gonna be a shit show pretty much
0: mm. yeah. Yeah. yeah I think an interesting thing on that is seeing how because obviously like all the countries aren't all going to come out of lockdown at once so an interesting thing would be to see how other countries start up their economies again because I, I think Britain's going to be in lockdown for a little while longer because uh, we have yeah. high numbers and their checklist isn't i don't know then their aims aren't being met whatever so it would be interesting to see like because i think france is coming out of lockdown fairly soon yeah i don't think the environment's going to be on anyone's top priority although i think certain countries maybe like the scandinavian countries like holland and i don't even know if the holland can be counted as scandinavian but they are they are already thinking like environmentally and norway does anyway and i don't know whether they will just like kind of come up with these like practices and thoughts about how to reinvent the economy and whether other countries when they come out of lockdown seeing a precedent will go maybe we could do the same i don't think that's the case in the uk because i think we're just a little too conservative for that (laughs) I just don't think we're like innovative in that kind of way so I do think
1: that the environmental activism is gonna come is is gonna come after this (laughs) with a with a vengeance which I think is great because in this time we have seen improvements and I think Well, hopefully, I hope that it's going to be a lot harder for even if we are in economic recession, people are going to be asking like, okay, we have this time to rebuild. Crises are going to hit; like, we're going to get crises again and again and again. And the fact that our economy crashes when we do have a crisis is like, (laughs) let's think of a new system that is also good for the environment. Which I know, Fran. Fran told me about donor economics, and I was like, (laughs) great idea. Um, So. yeah i don't know i feel like maybe that is a hope that you know in the rebuilding which we will have to do after this like hopefully there are going to be enough people saying like you can't rebuild it again like it was before because it's crashed several times and these things are going to continue to happen because there's always crisis it's just the world we live in but you need to build stuff that's able to not crash when there is a crisis so i don't know i'm hoping I think
2: that all the people who are against like environmental changes and they're also going to find it a lot harder to say all this shit and not believe in it basically because we've shown how, how much we actually do impact and affect and destroy our planet yes. so i think hopefully our case for environment will be a lot stronger 100%
0: and i think as well like people are getting I don't know, I would imagine people are getting used to not needing as much. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you're not, you're not constantly going out and, like, spending all the time and, um, you're not necessarily getting what you exactly want, you're making sacrifices, like, whatever, maybe even if it's on, like, a small level of I'm having to get, like, the more environmental pasta like, whatever. Um, I think there are small changes that ha- just inevitably happen when you're locked in the house um, that are kind of more environmental anyway. I don't know if people will get like, used to that practice and take it with them when they're allowed out again or whether they'll just suddenly start spending loads and buying all sorts of things. I don't know, because also like a recession, will people buy less? because of a recession
2: yeah i think if people have less money and a lower income and if they're unemployed i think they would probably buying would be a lot less however i think as soon as people get out i know definitely the alcohol industry will like explode because everyone will be wanting to do as much as they can but i think bars and like restaurants are going to be hit quite hard because especially the pub I work at you can't really social distance in a pub it's very in like in a restaurant it, even if they have like six meters apart that means the restaurant's getting so much less money coming in that they're not going to be able to keep all their stuff they're not going to be able to increase the wages and I think it's gonna that aspect will be really hard and I think the artistic industry find it quite hard because people won't have the money to go to art galleries see theatres um do all that and so i think all those people progressing in the creative industry they, they won't be able to progress anymore and it will just become to a brick wall
0: i think
1: yeah but i think one thing about the creative industries just from kind of being in it i i just feel like the people particularly in the creative industries i mean definitely in other industries but because of how difficult it can be to survive in creative industries because of the nature of it people are quite innovative so you know i feel like um from the people i know in the creative industry they're always looking of ways of like okay how can i make this work like how can i you know how can i bring people something that they actually want that they need that they'll enjoy and stuff like that so i think that's one thing that is good in the creative industries which potentially can also kind of spread to other industries because you know like you know, Fran, like people are doing like IGTV series, <laughs> not that I know anything about IGTV, but um, you know, like st- stuff like that. People are like, okay, well, you know, we can't do a full scale t- film, a full scale TV series right now, but we can do it kind of like ourselves with other people, you know, filming stuff. So,
0: yeah, yeah, artists are quite resilient, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, they just keep going, like, yeah, regardless of the situation, yeah, um would you say you'd be on like the forefront of like an environmental movement?
2: What- I think it's so important and I think you should always 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 give your best effort no matter how hard your life and your circumstance is I think you should always try and fight for things that can't fight back especially our environment like who else is like we just the youth are quite a big part of the environment and if we don't fight back now and we just stop especially when times get hard we need to keep on fighting otherwise what's the point we can't just fight when it's easy for us you have to do it when it's inconvenient you have to do it when it's like you know because we want the future to be a better future and the environment to be okay for our children and our grandchildren we can't just let it dissolve because it's hard for us right now i think
0: Mm -hmm. yeah So, we like to finish or just our second half of the podcast is a bit more uh, just silly, really. Um, Your positive questions, just fun, what you do at home type thing. So, we have a few. Uh, If you could put on one tune right now and dance like nobody's watching and go absolutely crazy and Break your floor like I did. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um, oh, that's a hard one. I always, my mind always goes blank when I think of music. Oh, I think it would probably have to be a little bit of ABBA, a little bit of Mamma Mia. I think I always, you can't that'd fault it, yeah. <laughs> Mamma Mia. Um, yeah, it, that'd be it. I haven't listened to that in ages. I might have to watch a mu- have a musical binge. Oh such good vibes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely. Anna, what would you go crazy to you?
1: Mine it would be I've so um I've discovered um the strike recently. Don't know if you know them, but they kind of have like a very eighties sound. And there's this song they have Ghosts Ghost, Ghost of My Hometown, Ghost of the Hometown, I don't know, Ghost of Hometown, something. Honestly, Every time I listen to it, I'm just like, whoa! <laughs> it's just like
0: such good vibes. Um, I, I just love it. So that's my song. So I'm just like terrible at thinking things as well. So I'm like looking at my thing. It's tricky. Do you know that? Run DMC. It's tricky. What's uh, it like? You might recognize the lyrics. This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock a rhyme that's right on time it's tricky tricky here we go it sounds like
1: like one of those drama lesson rhymes that you do <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. um yeah have you done any like weird games board games any just well, and, um,
2: my mum we got a harry potter like a proper proper nerdy Harry Potter game and I think it's it's kind of like Dungeons and Dragons in that sense where you work together and then have to fight off the um the Death Eaters and stuff like that and I think we spent the whole first two weeks playing it I think we spent something like 30 hours playing it because it has like different levels but it's good and then we got this like Sherlock Holmes game we haven't done it yet but then you have to like solve crimes and you have to go through newspapers to find clues and stuff like that been playing a bit of Monopoly but it always ends in tears, so.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Monopoly is literally just like a relationship killer, isn't it? Just, oh, it really like, is. <laughs> I mean, me and my sister have been playing a bit of Bananagrams, which is always... I like Bananagrams.
0: Yeah. I
1: like a bit of Bananagrams, but the thing is that she's nine, and so she just... So I'm just always there like, oh, yeah, making words. And she's just got, like, bum, like... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, and I'm like and she's like I can't think of anything else and I'm like yeah well if the only thing you think of is bum then you're not gonna get anything else so she's always looking at mine she's like what is that word mean so it's probably actually quite good for her to be there but um, yeah it's quite amusing
0: <laughs> extend her vocabulary by playing bananagrams yeah literally she looks at my words and she's like that's not a word I'm like yes it is means this <laughs> yes I'm 20 I know more words than you
1: yeah she likes to think that she knows more than me about everything. And I'm like,
0: <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> okay, darling.
0: <laughs> my favourite game that my family play is Ticket to Ride, if you know that one. Good game. What do you do? Um, it's like, it's a map. And you have all these train routes. And then, like, uh, a route is, like, a point system. Like, so you could have, like, 15 for, like, the lowest journey and then like 60 for like the highest journey and so you have to do the route with the with all your trains touching and you have like three routes so you you have like we have three of them we have like the swiss game the european game and the american game so say if you've got like new york to california but you might also have like boston to i don't actually know geography but like boston <laughs> Name, I don't know, whatever. Um, you have to have all of the trains connecting from all of the different places, and then you get like points. I'm not ex- <laughs> yeah. very nerdy, and it is, but it's fun too.
1: No, I, I like it, I think it's a good game. It's also quite simple, which is nice. Mm. I like a simple game,
0: yeah. I mean, I've never won, <laughs> I've never, I'm, I very rarely wear what wh- win anything in my family
2: he usually wins
0: my brother patrick he's the oldest and he's also very competitive (laughs) so like he wants it so that's that's a good game um yeah any tv shows or books or like just suggestions really
2: oh um well my favorite book ever which is the one i sent that um in my book, the book challenge thing. It's Aristotle and Dante, explore the secrets of the universe. It's like my favourite book ever. It's just really good. It's about, it's kind of like a coming of age story about this kid and he like meets this other guy and then they kind of fall in love and it's just, I just love it. Um, other books, and I think... TV shows I've mainly been watching, Game of Thrones, I'm on episode three of Normal People, and I really like it, but I started watching it with my mum, and it's very, very sexual, and I think there's five sex scenes in the first ten minutes of the second episode, and I'm just like, oh, God, why did I do that to myself? Um, <laughs> <that's good. laughs> uh, awful, awful show, which I kind of loved was too hot to handle. It's just so stupid, but it's just so good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, actually, I, at the moment i mean unorthodox i'm sorry
0: absolutely incredible.
1: absolutely incredible like hands down the best thing i've watched this year maybe in my life like honestly absolutely incredible um so that is 100% on it and at the moment i'm watching luther which i'm really loving because i hadn't watched it like in the hype or whatever and I used to really be into like crime things when I was younger and I sort of stopped watching them because they end up being like the same thing over and over and over again. And I was like, I just I just can't listen to this story like for the 10th time. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then Luther is actually very different. You know, it's very good. So it's like it's kind of like I'm enjoying being back in that like crime thing, which I do love. But also like the stories are interesting and it's very different. So,
0: yeah, yeah that's a good one. Yeah, I think my brothers are big, big Lisa fans. Tiger King, big
2: suggestion. Just perfect. Uh,
0: that keeps coming up on my Netflix. I haven't
2: I'll watch it. It's mad. It's, it's great. They're just all bad shit crazy. I've heard so much
1: about it and I'm like, I don't think I can watch it.
2: <laughs> you have to. Joey Glossick is an absolute. It's just, it makes you cry. It's just, they're so bad to animals, but then you kind of love him, but he's an absolute asshole. And it's just, it's, it's, it's amazing.
0: Anna's a vegan
2: like yeah it'll make you cry they treat animals awfully it made me cry okay <laughs> it <opened your> eyes. <laughs> I've been
0: I've been on a um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge binge bit of Killing Eve oh I love Killing Eve <laughs> yeah I love ki- Killing Eve and our second series of Fleabag with Andrew Scott is so good And um, also normal people have also been watching, Um, which I really like actually. I thought I wouldn't because when I read the plot, I was like, oh, so, you know, unpopular girl at school gets the guy, then they don't, and then he becomes unpopular, you know? So I kind of was like, that's boring, but actually it's just, it's very normal. Hence the name. We ask every guest this. If you could say one thing into a megaphone that everyone in the world would hear, what would you say? Eat the rich. What? <laughs> Eat the rich. Let's do it.
1: I'd love that. If I heard that just broadcasted into my
0: room, I'd be like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I get it. But actually, I've, I mean, I used to, I've had this thing all my life, actually, where I've been like, why are there rich people and why are there poor people? Why, like, Literally, since I was like really young, I was like, I don't get it, like. But now, something that I've realized recently is that, um. You know, people people that do get incredibly wealthy, they're like in two camps. You get one which are absolutely incredible people and they get wealthy because they really like work on themselves and they do the work and they do the stuff. And usually those are the people that give away like 90% of what they earn to, um, charities or helping people or whatever it is. And then you get the other camp that are just like, I just want everything. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I definitely get that. But I've like, I've had an epiphany recently when I've been like, Actually, no. Like, not, I, I don't, I'm not against all rich people.
0: But, yeah.
2: yeah, definitely. It's, it's very generalised. I just think, also society, I just hate the government and how they've basically, they've got such a, Small safety net for people, and the fact they've undercut mental health industry by so fucking much, and how it's so hard to get therapy if you don't go privately, and the fact the waiting le- list is so bloody long, and I just think they're really not getting their priorities state straight, and they care way more for the economy than they do for people's well being, and for and coming from a very Tory family, I'm very very anti their beliefs. I'd say. I get it. I yeah. get it. Man. Yeah. But then, no hate on Tory. Like everyone's open to their own view and everything. I just yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I yeah, know You know that's. I I think a lot of young people, like regardless of political persuasion, are um, rethinking things at the moment and just slightly fed up at stagnation. Um, Anna, what would you? We have to answer this question every week. Yeah, uh, it's quite ultimately it gets quite difficult to like think of another thing to tell the world (laughs) (laughs) I I mean speak for yourself Fran I've got lots of things that I want to tell the world (laughs) very she's she finds it very easy I don't
1: (laughs) (laughs) um I do actually have one which I also put this on my Instagram story this morning but um this morning it was I don't think it was in the morning but anyway um my thing is find what fills you up and just do that and now it sounds sexual I don't mean it in a sexual way but I just <laughs> just mean like for so long I was looking for the thing that um that just sort of like ticked all my boxes you know it you know when you're thinking you're like I just want to find that thing which I don't know for me it was like gives me like a really solid lovely community Like choices to be able to do what I want, you know, the ability to be successful and flourish and blah, blah, blah. and, um, you know, I have loads of amazing things in my life. But I was like, there's just something missing. And, but I kept like almost asking the universe for it. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't like in a stuck place of being like, oh, I'm never going to find it. It just doesn't exist in this world. I was like, I know that there's something out there that's going to make me feel incredible. I just have to like, I just have to keep I just have to wait for it and just keep sort of like my eyes open. And um, I found it in this business that I do. And like, when I say business, you're like, okay. But do you know what I mean? People are like, okay, you found it in a business. I mean, business sounds boring, but it's not like that. It's totally different. It's like this whole community vibe thing. And I was just like, wow, this alongside everything else in my life, that just, that just completes it. Because I'm still first and foremost, an actress, 100%. But just that, I was like, that is what I needed, actually. So keep asking the universe for what you want. And it's going to come and just find it. That's good. That's my thing.
0: Yeah, it's very nice. Very nice. And mine is in a similar vein. Uh, And it's just to be open, open to new experiences, open to developing yourself. And uh, just like kind of, I know it's like cringe, but like feel the fear and do it anyway. Because so many people, like, so many people feel so anxious about life and doing things, and so they'll like just go, I'm not gonna do that thing that I wanna do, or I'm just gonna do what society expects me to do because I'm too scared. (laughs) And like, I understand where the the fear comes from, but like, feel it and then put it in a box and continue with life. And on that note, (laughs) thank you for listening. (laughs) Thank you for coming on our little chat show. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. It was awesome. It was so nice to speak to you.